Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you would please welcome, welcome, <laughs> welcome to the stage, Scroobius Pip. It was just me. I didn't. I've not got anyone to introduce me. Welcome back. It's part two. How are you all? Good. That is a positive reaction. I will take that woo to be friendly rather than fearful. I forgot to take a Polaroid. I've got to take Polaroids for, for both parts, otherwise Buddy Peace gets mad at me. Um, how many of you have bought a book? Can you all hold your books up and we'll turn the lights up? Is it, is it possible to get the lights up on the, on the lovely people? No, oh, sorry, I should have prepared you. There we go. If you all hold your books up, I'm going to do two. Go on, hold them up. Hold them up. Listen to me. Don't talk amongst yourselves. Thank you. I didn't say put them down. Two parts, so I'm going to do a second one. I'm going to come closer and shoot through yours, if that's all right, mate. Look, just, just, yeah, just getting ready. And for the recording, I need to change the film. Yes, they did teach me that at photography. I just finished it, didn't I? Can't change it before it's, it's finished. I'm not wealthy. Talk amongst yourselves, guys. This is going to be great for the podcast, just me changing a film. Um... In fact, oh God, there's a queue there already. Look at you lot, and you handy. You're good. Well, the first person I'm going to get up is my dad, if that's all right. So if you're about, start making your way to the front, dad. I'll get, get you up for a bit of a chat. Don't clap him yet. I've still got to do a Polaroid. We'll clap him in a minute. Right, the noise. Hold up. Didn't I, I didn't invite you on yet, dad. Get back. Stop there. Um, if you all hold your things up, and then the noise of this camera going off is going to be when the music plays on the episode. Can you hold that as well? Perfect. Now you can cheer my dad. Hello, sir. How are you? Good, good, good. Is that one on? Is this mic on? Hello, hello. Yes. There it is. There's your evening standard. You're in there. There's my evening standard. I've not had that yet. Thank you. Double page spread. It's open on that one. Open on that one. Good work, pro. Look at this. Look at this. My watches. I got 47 copies in the carrier. Good bag. work. Good. Good work. The budgies will sleep well this month. <laughs> um, how you doing? Are you well? Yeah, getting there. How, how have you been dealing with fame these last few months? Because it's been shocking. I, yeah. I, I had my mum and my dad on the podcast, and I've had tons of amazing guests. And Radio Four did a program about podcasts, and they asked if they could use a section of one of my podcasts. And they chose, chose and my dad on their, their chatting over Russell Brand, over Simon Pegg. Yeah, they were like, good. have you got that Chris Meads one? I was like, yeah, I have actually. Yeah, and I listened to it at the services on the M25. Romantic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was on my own at the time, but there we go. Yeah, I, I didn't even get to hear it. I think I was away, wasn't I? Or you something. Was, I think indeed. I told you about it. Yep. Um, how were your memories 35 years ago of, 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 of I just of remember the laying there thinking, what's that bang? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's that really explosion? Weird. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I know, I can't remember if we told it on the podcast, I'm sure we did, but the time I cracked my head open and you were in the hospital with us, passed you passed out because of the blood. Absolutely, yeah. How were you? With, no, it wasn't with, the blood. Oh, it wasn't it? the blood, no. It was no, just the... Seeing my son there about, was it three or four? Yeah, about He'd gone that. down the stairs, split his head out, and then they put this, it seemed like a needle this big. 
Yeah. And they put it into the cut on his head. Yeah, he's going really weird there. <laughs> like, that, that's how I felt. And I went down and I had to have an x-ray on my head in case I had a concussion. Yeah, because they, they snapped it or something, didn't they? It poked they through. Yeah, that's right. And they squirted yeah, it like, out. Yeah, it was a bit like that. I love the story because my mum said that she thought that you were com- comforting her by patting her on the shoulder. Yeah, no, I, was, I was on my way down. Out. I was on my way like, down, yeah. I'm going. She's like, oh, <laughs> all right. All right. I'll, yeah, I'll it was see a bit different. Yeah. Nice trainers. They're all right, aren't they? Yeah. Available soon. Um, yeah, you, don't, so, you don't get a family discount, trust me. No. You don't. They're a limited a, a run, so run. No, a limited run. Run, yeah. Obviously, trainers. Yeah. Um, s- s- <laughs> a... <laughs> T- teamwork teamwork um, there's a big queue so I'm going to get to them yeah, in a minute but quick. S- I want to know where you ate today where I ate today yeah. I was Bella Italia a Bella Italia yeah what was the one that other lad Risotto. recommended nice king Franco, prawn Franco Blanco you should go there next time apparently I will Franco Blanca Manca Manca alright careful <laughs> aggressive um, and when was the last time you had a Five Guys? Because since the last podcast, last I've I got you five into Five Guys. Yeah, yeah, I've made yeah. you a fan. Uh, last time I had a Five Guys was Sunday. Nice. Enjoy it? Yep. I got a card as well. You've got a card as well. Oh, uh-huh. You did a little contest and got a free card. I did, you? yeah. I got me £25 Five Guys card. I only yeah. went on my own, so I'm looking for four other guys now. See? <laughs> See, eh? All the dad jokes. Yeah. Probably got to get that up. Well, thank you very, well, thank you very much for coming on the podcast again. He, he's got to get it from somewhere, hasn't he? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And happy birthday, by the way. Cheers. I obviously it... haven't seen any of my family yeah. today. This is, I... I was like, just come along, I'll get you on stage and we can have a quick moment. Yeah. So I'll see you on the 12th in Stanford. Yeah, yeah, Excellent. in Stanford on the 12th. See you later. Thank you, see you then. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Who's next? Who's next? Who's next? There's a bit of a gap, so I'll throw a couple more fun snaps. Come up, sir. <laughs> yeah, that's your, that's your welcome. Nice to meet you. How's it going? This is just on your seat there. And what's your name, sir? Ben. Ben, n- nice to meet you. Thank you, you for too. coming along. I feel awkward because people might be bringing their books up now. I've got to do all the signing at the end, otherwise it'll be a really b- boring podcast if there's a pause each time and just hear me scribbling. Not very interesting explanation there. How are you doing? Have you got a question, Ben? I'm good, yeah. Sorry, first off, I've got to apologise because I was late. You were late, oh, unbelievable. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. They did let me know, actually. They, they did, said, yeah. yeah. they said Ben's here at last. Oh, okay, yeah. in the earpiece. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> typical. <laughs> um, big fan of your music, the podcast, listened to it you, from man. the beginning, but my question is more about tattoos. Yes. Um, I hope it's not too personal, but I've, I've heard you say or I read somewhere that you only get one half of your body yeah. tattooed. I've got tattoos. In fact, this is ideal for me to not have to take my shirt off, as it's on the cover here. I have <laughs> there was, a, there was some, some disappointment in the crowd there. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, I only get tattoos on one half. So it, the guy who did did my chest piece um, was furious because it's a really good design and he's an amazing tattoo artist and he just couldn't finish it. And I also only get outlines. I I only like outline because ninety percent like of tattoos I see I follow a lot of tattoo artists on Instagram and I know a fair few and 90% of the, the tattoos I see when they've done the first as, a session of outlining it's when I like it the most I think it looks amazing because <laughs> it's so crisp and then when they do everything else so I've got yeah chest piece bits down the side a Mr. Heggy piece on my leg yep. two bits there 
the only one I've got on that side is so I could have my now and never on my hands. Okay, but yeah. there's not really a good story for it. I also I've got my nipple pierced on that side as well. <laughs> this is my dangerous side. <laughs> it's got nipple piercings and tattoos. It's rebellious in the eighties. And this side's very clean and innocent, so interestingly I masturbate with my left hand. So Okay. <laughs> that was that was my next question. Kind of, so <laughs> Kind of I noticed one sense, arm was a little bit it? bigger yeah. than the other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that's kind of it. Is, is there anything else about toes in particular you wanted to ask? Oh, You've no, got a good few. Yeah, compared to some people, not much. But yeah, I'm a huge fan of lots of different artists. But it was very interesting to me. Who are your favourite? Have you got a few that are favourite? Mr. Cartoon. He does my work. He's based in LA. Nice. Yeah, very lucky to get tattooed by him. But it's just, I like the meaning behind tattoos and things. And as I say, because I heard that you only get one side, I thought there's got to be. I like it when something. people. I'd, I've, 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 I've been out with a, f- a few different people who've got a, a, a lot of tattoos. And I liked hearing a lot of them when, like, there's not. Not all of their toes have meaning, but they're art collectors. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I just collect art. I've got a lot That's of art. Exactly it I say, yeah. it, there's a lot of things because of TV shows, it has to always be. Yeah. Is that is that because someone died yeah, exactly. or something like that? It's like no, it's because it looks cool. Yeah. So why have you got half a lion and like a crane coming out? The bird a crane, not a crane coming out of it. I was like, it's because it looked cool. There's no, I've not got any good meaning on any of my tattoos ex- except for Speech Development Records, ah. which is, is 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 the label. But yeah. No, I just, uh, as I say, yeah, cartoon, I just love his work. So oh, I just I basically, I'd rather keep his work on me yeah. and just walk around with yeah. it. And exactly. That's what I like, yeah. So, uh, Saves you going on Instagram. Exactly. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just look at your arm. It's brilliant. Well, thank you very much brilliant. for coming Thank on. you very much. Thanks, man. Thank you. Hello, sir. What is your name? Hello, my name's Travis. Nice to meet you, Travis. Nice to meet you. All right. Oh, do you work at XFM? Are you I'm, yeah, I'm moment? intern. Intern. Yeah. This guy's great because... Dan Rido is also is is Rido here? He's over there. Somewhere. There he I've is. Him. I'm going to need you up on stage in a minute. So start making your way over. I want to have a chat with you. Either way, you're allowed to come on this side because you're special. So work your way around, mate. But I think it was Dan that texted me saying we've got this 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 guy temping here or, or interning. He's like this week he's been here a week and he's worn a different Scroobius Pip t-shirt every week so far oh, that's awkward so thank you very much yeah, you're so it's really appreciate and then I walked the past brand. you in XFM the other day yes and I just played it cool I was just like alright well I didn't know you were coming in no, and I had no. my distraction pieces t-shirt on and just went oh, oh, oh hello <laughs> it's <laughs> yes, really hello. A, because we've we've chatted on Twitter and stuff a bit yeah, as yeah. well and it was I just saw the t-shirt I thought it's far better if, if I'm just casual about it so <laughs> alright mate you're like you're alright yeah yeah it's yeah, really cool. <laughs> I um, also got a text off Chris Jericho. This is literally the coolest thing that's ever happened. So ever. I had Chris Jericho on the podcast, and then a day later, I think you were at Radio One at the time, right? Yeah, yeah. He texts me yeah, saying, "I've just got to Radio One, and this this kid's got a distraction pieces T-shirt. It's amazing." That's how I read his texts, um, <laughs> and it put me over really well with Jericho because he's so like, good. "This this guy must be really famous because the first place I've gone, there's." <laughs> t-shirts of him so you're the only guy there who knows distraction pieces but you're welcome it worked so thank you very much Travis have you got yeah. a question sir yeah well I was I was gonna, wasn't going to bring it up but I wanted to bring your attention to my tattoo oh nice which I've not shown a tattoo uh, of my could... signature and Dan Lassac's signature yes so that was that I just wanted to show you that I like it well, thank um, you very much for getting that just putting myself over and um, the other thing was uh, to alienate a lot of the crowd I just wanted to ask you if you were booking Wrestlemania yeah would you have any ideas? Oh God! Well, Seth has to be. Has to be I, I, I genuinely think it wouldn't. It's not too soon 
for Nakamura to 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 to, to be oh, at yeah. WrestleMania. I think he could debut. I was talking to someone the other day. I can't remember if it was on a podcast or not. But we were saying it'd be great if you had Seth v uh, whoever. I think the rivalry with Finn could continue on. I think Finn's amazing. Yeah. But if you had Brock booked as just mystery opponent or mm. whatever. The second Nakamura's green light bit hits, yeah, the crowd the would go absolutely mental. Everyone who isn't into wrestling, <laughs> there's a guy in wrestling at the, mo- at the moment called Sinshu Nakamura, or Sinsuke Nakamura, and his main influences, and this will blow you away of what your views of wrestling are, his main influences are Freddie Mercury and Michael Jackson. What a man, what and, a man. And he's Japanese, and I played an interview of his to my, my brother the other day who isn't into wrestling because I was like you've just got to see this guy he's the most charismatic guy I've ever seen and he's he just this like weird of, dude but... he looks like something of Street Fighter I think and there's a bit of Akira Akira yeah. like his music comes out he wears a red jacket and he does weird movements and weird dances this. one of his main moves he'll push you against the fence the, uh, the, <laughs> the ropes then just pop his head on your chest and hang his arms down just loosey goosey and then walk away and people will be like what the fuck just happened <laughs> <laughs> and that's the wrestlers are thinking that the crowd are thinking that it's the most amazing thing I've ever seen I love it yeah I'd, I'd, I'd have Brock and Nakamura because they fought in Japan ages ago as well yeah, yeah. Um, I'd, I'd keep this Seth Finn rivalry going and then on on Smackdown oh no maybe I'd drop Seth or I'd drop Finn and go for for Kevin Owens see he's yeah, one I'd, I'd do Seth Kevin Owens and then if Ambrose is still champion, which he probably will... No, I don't know. I'd do someone against Cesaro on the... Mm. No, or Cesaro's on Raw, isn't he, actually? Yeah. I don't know what I'd do on SmackDown. It's Bray Wyatt v. Ambrose. I love Bray. Good. Anyway, everyone else is yeah. bored. That's our WrestleMania yeah, booking. Asleep. But yeah, thanks. Well, thank you very I'll much for coming along. Soon. Cheers. Cheers Would you mind waiting a second? If, if Rido's made his way over, is it right if I bring you up on stage? Where are you? That you came this way. All right, well, come on. Um, this gentleman here, did anyone listen to the beatdown? This is the other half of, of, of the beatdown. This is Dan Rido. Thank you for coming along, man. Hey, no worries. How's it going? How you doing? Yeah, good, good. When you said that you were coming along, I wanted to get you up and have a bit of a chat because the beatdown was very much the two of us, wasn't it? Yeah, it, was it was kind of fun. You, yeah. you and Eddie Temple Morris kind of showed me how to do a radio show yeah and twisted my arm and talked me into it and now it. look at you you're walking on your own yeah yeah I'm, I'm doing it all on my own two feet um the other part and, and reason for getting you off stage was we won a sony awards or two sony awards we did yeah and the beautiful part it was this amazing moment we didn't expect to win i've told it a few times was when they were giving the introduction they were describing like before sony was they described a non-linear maverick was their description and we looked at each other like what the fuck's that, happening? Yeah. That basically means sloppy and shit. <laughs> it's like, that's got to be us. And then we won. And I went up and I thanked everyone. And I genuinely thought I was then going to be passing the mic to you. Right. And then we just left stage. Yeah. So I stood next to Dan, who's worked on every episode with me, thanked everyone other than Dan Rido, mm. who was the other half of it. So I wanted to, most of all, just thank you and get a round of applause for your work on the beatdown. <laughs> <laughs> But I'll, t- I'll take you off the list now. Yeah, 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 I'm okay. But how did you find it? Because it was a weird run, because we had people like 
run the jewels on before they were big and Childish Gambino and yeah. Young Farmers, yeah, people who some, went on to win stuff. We and met some heroes and stuff. It was mm. good. And then we finished and we had um, Grandmaster Flash. We had Grandmaster just like, Flash as our closer. This guy wants to come in and talk to you guys? Yeah. It was really cool, yeah. It was just insane, wasn't it? Because it was just me, you and Flash yeah. in a studio and Flash on the decks. Showing us how to DJ. Yeah. Like we don't know. I'd, yeah, I'd, <laughs> I'd, I'd kind of said to him, here's my kind of plan. And he's like, just start playing and I'll show you how we're going to do this. Yeah. And he's like, Sweet. Yeah. Like I'd, I'd planned the show a bit, and I was like, right, let's just let Flash just take over. He totally and, knew what he was doing, hey? And we just watched Flash really just good. teach us how... And he called how him Mr. Scratch. Scroobius all the way he through. He kept calling him a Mr. Scroobius. Yeah, like I'll that. tell you, Mr. Scroobius. Yeah, it's very cool. It's very cool. That was a beautiful way to end the, oh, end, end the show, wasn't it? How, how, how's everything going over at Radio X Castle? Yeah, now? we Look. changed. We're Radio X. Rage our day today. Uh, we held. That means nothing to anyone here. So, um, you did well. Yeah, it was good. I was, yeah. I, I was in there with... A junk, a Kennedy uh, the other night in the studios I've not been in, and it looks slick as fuck. It's fart. amazing, it's isn't it? Yeah, it's there. like a spaceship. Yeah. We used to have to do our show in like a cupboard, essentially, yeah, and a room we often no couldn't windows. get stuff to work. Yeah, we'd have to ring for help. Me, not you, going like, what the yeah. fuck's this doing? <laughs> or you couldn't get stuff to work, and then we'd ring a tech, and they'd come up and go, "Yeah, that's not working." Yeah, it was and never that, me though, was it? No, it was no. always something broken. <laughs> it was always something broken. Yeah. The tech would come up and say it doesn't work, and then we'd just have to go, right. to muster through. But talk amongst yourselves, and yeah. yeah. It was good fun. Well, thank you very much, Dan. Can I have some stickers? Yeah, have, have a load. Help yourself, I'll mate. get some for Steve. Steve produced the yeah. show once, and you never thanked him. He, Steve he brings that up once. all the I didn't time. thank him, and I intentionally didn't yeah. thank him, because I hated that episode. That's what I said. I was <laughs> That's exactly what I said. But he's well, got some stickers now that I'll make up for it. He's got some stickers now to make up for it. All right, nice one. Well, thanks for coming along, man. Right. See you well, soon. Pleasure. Make some noise. Sir, sorry for making you wait. Hello. Happy birthday. Thank you very much. And what's your name, sir? Uh, I'm Roger. Nice to meet you. I just remembered I hadn't put my, my phone on airplane mode. I wasn't just being rude. and no. like, Roger's here. I'll send some texts. You've got business to do, man. <laughs> Don't worry about it. No. How are you today? I'm, I'm full of Haribo, actually. Excellent. Full yeah. of Haribo is the way to be. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I want more people. Tomorrow, <laughs> anyone who's asked, how are you today, say full of Haribo, mate. <laughs> Even if you're not, let's just make it slang. Yeah, let's yeah. just make it slang from Wicked. <laughs> how, uh, how was your day? Full of Haribo, buddy. <laughs> full of Haribo. Someone has to be. Yeah, exactly. And what would you like to discuss or ask? So two things. One is on Say Why to Drugs, would you consider doing an episode on performance-enhancing drugs? Yeah. So Nandrolone and estrogen blockers Um, and so on? It'd be an interesting one, because Dr. Susie Gage, who is the only person on there who has any knowledge or intelligence, um, (laughs) um, her studies and specialisation is in recreational drugs. So that might not be something that she's specialised in. But if if she's... are willing to put the research in and look into it. I'm well up for that. I find the term performance-enhancing drugs confusing. And, and, and Chow Sonnen has talked on this a few times, because anything you, any drug you take is performance-enhancing. If you take cold tablets so you haven't got a cold, that's, if you're a professional athlete, that's perform- it's not illegal, it's not banned, but it's to enhance your performance. If you take vitamins yeah. that aren't bad... Because he was talking about caffeine recently, yeah, wasn't he? you're trying to enhance your performance. If you're a professional athlete, why would you be having anything that isn't trying to enhance your performance? It's a kind of weird blanket term that, that they have. Well, the Diaz have just getting stoned all the time probably doesn't yeah, help. Yeah, the Diaz brothers were... Or, or, or Nick, sorry, was, was, was banned for having weed in him. So that ain't enhancing much. Wouldn't have thought so, no. The other thing I was going to ask is that you've made it quite clear that you don't agree with the current political system. Yeah. Uh, do you have any views on how it could be changed or what would be a more appropriate system? 
mass uprising and murders would be a good start. Um, Your brother could lead it. But yeah, yeah, it'd be fine with that. But again, I don't think people are going to be too down for that. Um, I don't know. I think there's a lot of, of variations. I don't think I've discussed on the podcast, but when I was on Joe Rogan's podcast, again, it, I don't think we've got a democracy. And I also don't think that we should only have one choice of ocracy. I think this should be we should look at all the options. If democracy is still the right choice, then that's fine. Um, and, 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 and an argument that I came up with, which I've not heard a good argument against yet, was that our, our votes are weighted, that you go to the voting poll and there's a little questionnaire on current p- policy, the, the relevant policy in the poll. If you get all the answers wrong, your vote is worth, is worth one. If you get all f- it's five, if you get all five right, your vote is worth six because so it's, it's, it's the one then. plus the five. And yeah, it encourages people to be educated on it. And again, like, like when I've debated this with people, they say, oh, but people will just do research to get a higher score. It's like, wicked. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> sounds good to me. That sounds really good. That sounds really good. They'll educate us as well. I cheated and, by learning lots and, of things. And other people like, well, people on the day will text round and let people know what the questions are. It's like, so on the day of an election the five most important topics will be discussed. So again, cool, cheat all you like. That sounds, that sounds yeah. wicked. Um, and I think that would be a good, uh, a good way of changing it. Because again, I'd, it's tough. Everyone wants democracy, and then we bitch and moan when a, a UKIP or someone gets more seats. If you want democracy, then you want the racists to have as much of a say as the non-racists and things like that, which... Again, I'm kind of cool with, but it, it annoys me when people are angry. It annoyed me after the last election, and that's where I, I stepped off a lot, because I was against our democratic system leading up to the election, and I didn't think it worked. I didn't think it was right. And then the day after the election, everyone who didn't get their way was like, the democratic system is broke. This is bullshit. It's like it was broke yesterday, and when you thought you were going to get your way out of it, when you thought you could bend it to your... You, to, to your will, you're all right with it. You don't have a right to moan about it the day after because you've not got your way. That feels like you're throwing your toys out the pram. Yeah. Oh, I didn't want the scary Tories. No one did. They're fucking idiots. But that's the system we're in under at the moment. Well, John Oliver said that on um, February the 22nd, then there should be electoral reform debate in America because yeah. that's when there's nothing to lose. Yeah, Everybody's got where they're going to get to, so there's yeah. nothing to lose. And if they're still holding on to that, saying we need electoral reform on that date, yeah. then they're, yeah. they're, they're not full of shit. Completely. I'm fine with being angry, but you, everyone just gets angry at the wrong time. It's like you, you chill out on your anger when you should be the most angry, in my opinion. So, yeah. But as I said, I try not to talk about politics too much because I also think, I know from my experience that as an angsty teenager, I'd look at people in the public eye and go, I agree with them without doing my own research. So if Russell Brand sits there and says, don't vote, I would have been the team going, yeah. You're right, they're all the same. And then if someone had said to me, on what, on what policies are they all the same? I'd be like, they're all the same. So I, I didn't yeah. have the knowledge or research. If you've come to your own decision t- to not vote, I fully support that. But yeah, it's, it's, it's why I avoid it, because I feel I'm, I'm not a politician. And I've, in, in recent years, and having gone previously from going, I've gone door to door with Billy Bragg to get people out to vote in Barking and we got UKIP out of Barking, it was amazing and I've, I've written political songs obviously that have been used in different marches and stuff like that but I've got to the point where I believe my political beliefs are for me and I have to live by my beliefs because I live in a country that doesn't support my beliefs if you know what I mean so unless, unless I can get everyone to 
has said, rise up and kill a lot of people, which I don't think you're going to be able to convince. You could try and change it from within. I haven't got the energy for that anymore. But yeah, so that's kind of where I'd waver on it all. I know that's a bit of a vague and rambling, but it's, yeah. Cool. Cool. Thanks very much. Thank you very much. Cheers, man. Wednesday night politics. How you doing, sir? What's your name? I'm good. I'm Chris. I'm nice Chris. to meet you. Happy birthday. Thank you very much, Chris. Thanks for having us at your party. Thank you. For, yeah, thank you all for paying to come along to my party. <laughs> I've gate crashed it a bit. It's my brother's party, so I've kind of told it's for him as well. Good work. Good work. Yeah, no, hijack it. I mean, I'm, I'm being outrageous by charging you all to come and hang out with me. That's, that's like oh, when you see people off Celebrity Big Brother that you can pay to have them come to your birthday or something. It's kind of what's happened here, except I've dressed it up to be cooler. <laughs> Anyway, go ahead, Chris. <laughs> um, yeah, I wanted to talk a bit about uh, music. I'm a music teacher or yeah. failed musician. Wicked. And um, <laughs> I use you as an example. Um, Thank you. Number one, you know, your career. I mean, who else has a Wednesday night sold out at Leicester Square Theatre? Exactly, just to chat. Exactly. Crazy. But secondly, in the schools I teach, kids like to sing, so they do pop or rock, or yeah. they don't like to sing, and they do grime, yeah. which is a bit awkward when you're from Lewis, and they're talking about shanking people in Waitrose for stealing yeah. the last sprig of asparagus. Yeah. So I like to show them that, you know, if you have an educated and open mind, the kind of stuff you can come up with. Yeah. And I always play a thousand words, and it blows their mind. Wicked. So I wanted to ask a bit about creation. Like, when was the first time you created something? And how did that come about? How did you start putting it into a musical form? Um, it's really tough. I guess I started writing lyrics in, in punk bands, just, just writing little punk songs that no one ever heard. That I, would, I had books and books of lyrics that were probably absolutely awful. And then I started to write some rap stuff. And again, I think I did a bit of it at the last uh, live podcast, but I had one of the first lines I wrote was all thuggy. I was all like, oh, I'm gonna st- I might stab you. You don't know. <laughs> It wasn't saying I will, but it's saying you don't know, do you? <laughs> I might, I might. You don't know I might. What might I do? You don't know me. Um, and then, yeah, it was people like Sage Francis and Saul Williams and people like this that made me kind of go, damn, you can, you can sound good, have flows and do all these other exciting things, but also have content and, 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 and topics discussed and have this openness. So, yeah, it was, it was hugely exciting. But equally, I'd stress, as I'm sure, sure you do, as a teacher... There's there's space for all sorts of music. It doesn't all have to be heavy and contentful. I think music would be terrible if everyone sounded like me. I like doing my stuff, but I also like listening to Sean Paul just talking about how awesome threesomes are, <laughs> how, how they're cracking, and he doesn't care what people say or do, um, and stuff like that, and every day and and how he needs a shag every day i love hearing reggae cool guy sean paul use the term <laughs> shag shag <laughs> i love it i don't mean to brag every day i've got to shag there's that new that's brilliant that could be a cockney singer going <laughs> i love it there's that new grime song out about brushing your teeth yeah that's brilliant it's, it's amazing a, a lady leisha's absolutely yeah. amazing and she's amazing because she writes such like every line is a punchline. she's absolutely hilarious I, I highly recommend her queen's speech ep which is says queen's speech four is the one that's got a brush your teeth in i think queen's speech three was about ch- ch- changing your underwear so she's genuinely it sounds ridiculous but she's hilarious and funny and offensive with all of it but um yeah check her out but again it's yeah it's good there's people like 
a Lady Leisha and, 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 and Little Sims and a, a load of others at the moment. At the same time as you've got Grime absolutely killing it, like Stormzy and Skeptra and people like that. If you're into Grime or not, you should be excited about what they're doing. This is young people from deprived areas making their own scene and making their own labels and making their own business when traditionally in music they would be being exploited by rich or white people who've been in the scene for ages so the beauty of what's going on there is they're creating their own shit and, and making this huge buzz so yeah i love it it's authentic as well i think yeah and yeah that's... completely it's not quite authentic in in lewis so yeah <laughs> but yeah again it's, it's 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 finding what you know and talking about it it's why i write so much fiction because I come from a, a small town in Essex. And it's not the nicest of town. It is rough in places. But I write a lot of fiction because I, I didn't feel at the start that my life was interesting enough to write about other than, as what you were saying, what the kids will be writing about in, in your area. So again, it's, yeah. finding that, it's finding that place for, or, or finding those, those topics and subjects. Awesome. And one little side one. On. Um, you mentioned it in one of your drunk podcasts. You just slipped in there, just a funny quote. So I just wanted to find out, what's your favourite Alan Partridge quote? Oh... There's loads. I, the, um, the <laughs> there was when we. I can't remember if I told this on the podcast because I know, I might know the one you mean. But um, when my brother works the door for us at the club night, and when me and Stu were talking about we were open till four one week, um, and we were discussing how much extra we were going to pay him, <laughs> and I just text back going, "Tell <laughs> you what, tell you what." And it was only one and a half hundred pounds, so we didn't really pay him very much at all. Um, but yeah, that just, that's, the, that's the one bit that has stuck in my head for so long. Regularly, I'll just think, tell you what. But yeah, I love Partridge. Brilliant. Thank, Thank you, you very much. much, sir. Cheers. Thank you. Have some stickers. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end. As I think Stu made it in. If Stu's here, I'm going to end on Stu. So that's something for you all to look forward to, as you're probably excited to hear that fat-headed idiot um how you doing man what's your name ben what ben ben yep I'm i thought it was just a noise at first i think i was very close to the microphone to start with, <laughs> yeah, so, sorry uh... what's your name ah! <laughs> jesus you're taking the viking thing too seriously uh, just coming and screaming the at biggest me. compliment you could pay me no it's good i love vikings do you watch the series vikings it's fucking Great brilliant show. isn't yeah, it it makes me awesome just want to be a viking i, I shouldn't be allowed to watch it because i get too pumped up though me, me too i love it and and the main guy is just he's gorgeous his man, eyes bit of a man crush on oh him. his eyes used to be a calvin klein model fair play <laughs> no homo. I'd, I'd buy his pants <laughs> absolutely have you got have you got, have, have you got a question ben <laughs> uh, no just going for homoeroticism really <laughs> excellent um yeah someone earlier on stole my question a little bit but how do you feel about performance enhancing drugs in mma as a whole um i think it needs to be clearer it needs to be defined clearer for anyone who's, who's, who's not into mixed martial arts they've recently brought in far stricter testing for performance enhancing drugs i think it's a good thing it's ruining a lot of our events but it had to get worse before it got better because the fact is there's going to be a lot of people who were previously doing it and things like that and in in things like running i'm not that fast there's no like you're a grown-up take your own risks yeah. do you know what I mean I want to see who can run the fastest I think they should just let them all take steroids and <laughs> yeah. see 8 second 100 metres sweet I'm, I'm, well, I'm well up for that if, you know it's your own risk blah 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 but in, in any combat sport it's your own risk but it's increasing your advantage or the, the damage that you could do against someone else who may be not on performance enhancing drugs yeah. and I don't like the idea of that of everyone being on it and just pushing each other further um, but yeah so I, 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 I'm, I'm 
gutted for some of the events that we've lost, but I'm, I think it's for the best. Do you think they've always been used to the level they are now oh, and yeah. just the testing's caught up? Yeah, it's, it's, it's the same with... Uh, Will Smith gave a really good quote recently that it, it was something along the lines that um, murders of black people aren't happening more, they're being filmed more. And I think it's exactly the same. I don't think there's suddenly a, b- a burst now in performance enhancing drugs that happens to have happened when they're testing more. They're testing more, so they're catching more people. So, yeah, I think it's a natural thing. And I think it's, it's, it's for the best, and it'll gradually... It's my favourite sport, and I know a lot of people aren't into it, but the more it's tested, the more it's checked upon, the more it, it legitimises it. Yeah, I think it still suffers a bit from almost like the... Uh... The WWE sort of thing. Yeah. Like, it seems a bit of a freak show still. Yeah, yeah, completely. And people think it's just meatheads in cages fighting each other. I'm not interested in that. And some of the low levels are that. I love the, the combat of the of, of, of the highest level. And you look at someone like Dan Hardy, who sort of takes it to, like, yeah. that level as a martial artist. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's into his yoga and shit. Yeah, for him to be shit, fighting someone it. who's on performance enhancing drugs yeah. is just disrespectful to... Yeah, completely. Yeah, I'm on board. I agree. Cool. Well, thank you very much, Ben. Done. Cheers. Come on up. You made it out. That was, yeah. was fine. No one noticed you stagger slightly. Yeah. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm good. What's your name? Sheikah. Happy birthday, by the way. What was that name? Sheikah. Sheikah. Yeah. Nice to meet you. Yeah. And how are you today? I'm all right. And what would you like to discuss or ask? Uh, yeah. Album cover art. Like that yeah. whole process. How um, you... It really varies. Let me think. The first album cover... F- angles we were with with that should always kill and we signed with a label called lex and they were really into their cover art and they paired us up with an artist called jock mooney who then made all of the single artwork and the album covers and things like that and on the last one on on repent replenish a repeat it was basically an artist i liked on instagram i followed his work on instagram i i really enjoyed him and we hit him up and said are you up for doing some artwork and dan took over and went back and forth and was like Pip likes lions, so let's do a lion. And Dan likes pandas, so let's do a panda. And then let's have loads of weird shit coming out of them. It's not really a logical process in any way, but yeah, it's enjoyable. But yeah, it's just generally whatever comes. Yeah, it's it's just ideas in that. And again, it'll often be, we'll either put stuff out there to, to people in general and say, has anyone got any ideas or does anyone want to put anything forward? And then, yeah, it's both me and Dan are fans of art and we follow a lot of art or photography or other things. So there'll more often than not be someone that we're into that will go, let's let's see if they can do it. And if we're going to fool them, then we go that way. You've pretty much got everyone you wanted then. Yeah, yeah, completely. Um, And Mr. Heggie was another one that, again, he's designed tons of the artwork, the the podcast artwork and tons of the, the stickers and designs. And again... I'm just a fan of his artwork. He makes, he's one of my f- favourite people on Instagram. But Because if anyone f- follows him on Instagram, he seems like the most offensive, creepy, horrible weirdo. And that's exactly who he is. And it's brilliant. Um, offensive so yeah. weirdos are fun. Yeah, they're the best kind. That's my favourite kind of weirdo. Top five, anyway. Um, but yeah, he's great. So thank you very much. If that answers your questions. All right. Thank Cheers. you. Thank you. Cheers, have some stickers. See ya. Man, I'm building such a fan base of wrestling fans. I see your Seth Rollins (laughs) t-shirt. I'm sorry for everyone who's not into wrestling or MMA. They won't all be on that subject, but I love that shit. (laughs) Uh, What's your name, sir? Uh, Bradley. 
Bradley, and what would you like to discuss? Um, wrestling, surprisingly. Excellent. Um, but first of all, I want to say I love you. Thank you. And thank you for doing this. And I love your interaction with the fans. And I like I a lot of mainstream too. artists. And I just like how, even though you're still very successful, you're down to earth. And I like that you Wicked. still you keep the love for the fans that have been there from the beginning. And also, no one's mentioned... I kicked this. a homeless person on the way here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if anyone clocked that. I was on my own. But fuck it. <laughs> Sorry, go on. Also, um, I love the bastard executioner. And oh, I, lo- I love that you're getting into acting. I've um, not seen the bastard executioner yet. In fact, last time I was here, I just started on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just started on it, and I've still not seen it. But the first episode aired last night on yeah, History, it's and so fucking good. Yeah, I, I'm I'm hyped for it. I was it was insane to get involved and and, mm-hmm. and be involved. Um, I don't want to give spoilers, but me and Ed Sheeran did, do fight with swords at one point. <laughs> And you've seen the size of that little pussy. <laughs> so, no spoilers, but <laughs> I'm going to give a visual spoiler so I don't go put anything on record. But <laughs> I love it, really. But yeah, it's, it's amazing. I'm loving it. So yeah, thank you. And I'm glad you're getting into because I love films and TV and stuff. Wicked. So I'm glad you're getting into acting because then it's just more reason to see you. And I'm happy to fund you as much as possible. Mate, you're my so. favourite person at the moment. I'm loving this. <laughs> Fuck yeah! It's crazy because, again, I'm exactly the same, man. I'm just a TV and film mm. fan. And the fact is I've done three things so far. And in those three, I've worked with Guy Ritchie, Charlie Hunnam from Sons of Anarchy, with, with St- David Moyer, or Vampire Bill, as I insist on calling him in all, all situations, Kurt Sutter, Tom Hardy, Stephen Graham, Tom Hollander, Stephen Knight just so many amazing people and it's like I'm early on and I'm learning I still don't know how many good yet I'm doing my best but getting to work with people like that it's an amazing route an amazing um, amazing opportunity I had my agents um, hit me up asking if I wanted to audition for Fast and Furious like the next one (laughs) and they were like I don't know if you'd be into this and I had to write them an email saying who the fuck do you think I am (laughs) As if I'd turned down, fucking like, <laughs> genuinely, genuinely, they thought I would feel I'm above one of the biggest film franchises of all time. <laughs> and right, I'm not saying the Fast and Furious films are, are going to w- win Oscars. I really enjoyed the last one, incidentally, like, completely seriously. I thought it was m- absolutely m- mental, but I loved it. But if I'm learning, imagine that as a place to learn. Do you know what I mean? One, uh, uh, I'd imagine a role I get in a Fast and Furious film, I wouldn't need to put in an Oscar-winning performance. And that's not dis- disrespectful, but they'd probably cast me within my limits. So I, was like, I thought it was crazy that my agent was like, I'm not sure if you'd be into this, but I was like, fucking yeah, give me it. I don't think I got it, but I think still, you'd be a good love to, typical to English bad guy. Yeah, the last English two, bad guy. Just, just, just looking all mean and Evans. Yeah. Next logical step. Makes perfect sense. From no hair to a bit of a beard. Exactly. I'm no intimidation on Vin Diesel either. <laughs> I'm the opposite. I'm hairy and skinny. <laughs> he's got no hair and he's muscly. And then they cast The Rock, who's got less hair and is musclier. So it's like, go the other way. Go longer and hairier. <laughs> That's my pitch. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm loving it, as I said, and I appreciate your support and... Uh, yeah, love that. Okay, so uh, my question is, because I kind of had my question stolen earlier. Typical. But um, if you was a wrestler... Yes. Okay, and it was your dream debut, yeah. presuming with WWE, Yeah. Um, what would your entrance music be, finisher, and who is your dream opponent? Right. And would you win? 
Would you? Are you putting yourself over? I put myself over in my first match. Love yeah, it. I want to have a, a long career. I'm happy to to put others over down the line. Um, me and my brother used to enjoy wrestling, and on holiday once we came up with our wrestling characters. Yes. And I came up with a priest <laughs> called Father David, <laughs> and I would wear a priest shirt with a priest collar, but with the sleeves cut off. <laughs> To show off my muscles. Um, my, I, I made a finisher. It was kind of like a pedigree. I'm happy, but to, I'm happy to take it. If you no, can, I don't want to hurt you. It's kind of like a pedigree, but with, <laughs> but with their heads in the small of my back. So I've lifted their arms like that, and I called it the baptism. Because it's like... Genius. Because I'm driving their head Fucking into the genius. mat. So I'd get them in the baptism, then bang... They're out for the count. I'd want to. I'd want to protect the finisher as well because there's not been a move like the DDT in yeah. years where just w- one of them, mm-hmm. or, no one ever kicks out of them. So I'd fucking baptize some mug. Um, <laughs> I'd baptize a nobody though. I wouldn't pick a big person. I'd have a squash a, a, a squash match. I'd, I'd fight John Thompson, brilliant from uh, Idaho, and then I'd just beat him up, put him in the the baptism. And what would your entrance music be? Would it be one of your Presuming you are still Screw yeah. Pip, would it be your own stuff or would you pick something else? I mean, all of a sudden, it <laughs> seems like I planned Thou Shalt Always Kill. <laughs> <laughs> all of a sudden, it feels like this is a long game to a wrestling career. But yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. I guess I'd make a more a more religious version like musically religious version of Thou Shalt Always Kill <laughs> or Letter From God To Man or something like that just I just one of the religious ones brilliant be good also I'd like to say I saw you about a month ago kicking a at... tramp <laughs> close enough um, outside of progress sleeping with a tramp <laughs> Sorry. Outside of Progress gig. Yes. And you was lovely then and you're lovely now. Excellent. Well, thank you very and much. I'm I love Progress. glad you're just an awesome person as well as a Thank great, you very much for coming musician. along, man. No worries. Thank you. Cheers. Have some stickers. Cheers, buddy. Hello. What's Hello. your name? I'm Hannah. Nice to meet you, Hannah. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. How are you? Good. And what would you like to discuss? Well, um, my friend asked me to ask a question, but fuck her. Okay. Um, we'll do our own question. Excellent. Um, I'm going to my first Progress Wrestling in September. Excellent. At Brixton. Yeah. On the 25th. On the 25th. Could you... I've never been before. Can you sell it to me? What would you tell someone that their first time? Mate, it's amazing. It's a load of fat metalers watching wrestling. It's not only fat metalers. I'm joking. But no, it's honestly... And, and we talk about it on the Drunk Cast a bit. And obviously a lot of people aren't going to be in, into wrestling. But P- Progress, if you don't know, is a, an independent... A, a British company and they're known as they were first billed as like punk rock wrestling and wrestling for grown ups so it's not all just hardcore stuff it's just kind of it's just really entertaining so just go there and be ready for the wit of the fans because they're going to make a lot of chants that, that make you laugh out loud and just yeah just absolutely enjoy it I can't if I'm about I'll be going to that one all day long I can't wait for it does it help to be drunk they all drink a lot there yeah it's funny because I don't really drink much other than on the drunk casts mm-hmm. like I drink like once a month but Jim who runs who, who hosts Progress who's the, who's the ring announcer is completely teetotal and straight edge yet he even he gets excited he's like we're going to have an interval now get as many drinks in here as possible it's like you don't even agree with drinking but everyone so everyone there will be hammered and they'll be loving it there was a guy at the one at the weekend and me and Chris were watching has anyone seen Dazed and Confused? He looked exactly like Mitch from Dazed and Confused. 
and he had his long hair, and he was sat <laughs> like this, seriously, as the skinniest kid I've ever seen, and he just kept, it was in the front row, just kept, kept falling asleep, but just with a big grin, and it was just because he was so wasted, he just kept falling asleep, and then a chant would start, and he'd start joining in the chant, <laughs> just with his eyes closed, just in his sleep, just chanting along, I, l- I love it, but yeah, you're going to have a great time there. Am I? Good. Excellent. Yes, enjoy it. Well, thank you for coming yeah, along tonight you. as well. Cheers. Thank you. Have some stickers. Who is next? That's a wonderful a vest you're wearing. I'm a, I'm a fan. Why, thank you. You told me to buy it on Instagram. So Excellent. Yep. Do as you're told. I'm quite easily led. Excellent. Good work. What is your name? Alexia. Alexia, nice to meet you. And what um, would you like to discuss or ask? I'm slightly worried I'm going to kill the vibe. But, okay. Um, a lot of your podcasts are about mental health issues yeah. and... Um, kind of the sadder side of life but I think when you talk about death you've got a really positive attitude to yeah. it and I don't really know anyone else who has such a positive attitude even when considering suicide and that kind of thing so what I wanted to know is if and when you die sorry to his parents um how do you want to be remembered do you want to be remembered what what should be done about this I mean I'm not that fast about <laughs> if I'm remembered or not because I'll be That's dead sad doesn't really affect me though does it i'm sure some people remember me like if you think about the people that you've lost and how much you celebrate them wouldn't yeah wouldn't you like that for the they, the people that love you for, or yeah, do you I just mean, think fuck it i I'm mean off. sure but i said it's not really my problem then <laughs> do you know what i mean like again because i don't particularly believe in anything after death if if, if, if people get some happy memories from me then that's great but that's the same like while i'm alive if people can think of something and have a nice time about it, then that's great. Certainly when I'm dead. But yeah, I do think it's hugely important to discuss death more and address yeah. death more. Um, we've got, there's a miscellaneous chapter in the book and I had to get something from my chat with, with Carla Valentine on, which, which wasn't one of the biggest, uh, it was, no, it was a decent sized episode, but it's not like the, the huge numbers ones. And she, and she was going to come along tonight but couldn't make it. But she's a pathologist, a, a basketball, a pathology and a mortician and a big advocate of talking about death more and removing the taboo of death and I had to get a chat with her in in like it didn't fit into any of the sections and I added a miscellaneous section at the end just to get her in and Alan Moore to, uh, talking about magic because those are two things I was like these need to be in the book these are crazy linked. yeah yeah they are linked but yeah I, I think it's really important okay thank you very and much. I think as, as I said I think the more I think it comes partly f- from my nan my mum has never liked it, but my nan, every time she'd go on holiday, I used to say, and from years early, like say, so if I die, here's where this is, and here's where that is, and things like that. And my mum would be like, that's morbid, that's terrible. And I kind of grew up with that, thinking, no, it's not. Because we are, de- like everyone here, spoiler alert, <laughs> every one of you is going to die. And everyone you love is going to die. And everyone you've ever met is going to die. And everyone you haven't met is going to die. It's all right, though. <laughs> See, you didn't have to worry about it being a downer. <laughs> I've got that covered. <laughs> Thank you for coming along. Cheers. Have some stickers. Hello, Hello sir. Right? Yes, I'm good. How are you? What oh, is I'm your well, name? You. Henry. Henry. Nice to meet you, Henry. And what would you like to discuss? Um, I was wondering, um, has there ever been a point um, where due to pressures of like either audience or... Or anything else, you feel like your like art has been compromised, or you've felt the need to do something which you haven't necessarily felt. No, no, not really. I kind of, I think it's important to do what you want in many ways. I think it's why I've, 
I've been, I'm lucky in the, the first album that me and Dan made, we didn't expect anyone to hear, and it got in the top, top 40. So the fact we didn't expect anyone to hear it meant we were just making it how we wanted to, not thinking about anyone other than ourselves, and that was successful. And that's why, that's kind of gone throughout the whole career, if you know what I mean. Like, t- tonight, the guys at the theatre were backstage, were like, have you got it planned out? I was like, no, not really. But the podcast isn't really planned out. And if they're fans of the podcast, they're kind of all right with that kind of just doing it how you want to naturally do it. So I don't know, because I've built a career on doing things my way, I've never felt that much pressure to to please anyone else. I don't know if that's selfish or or what. That's that's a nice position to be in, I suppose. I'm a musician as well, and a lot of... (laughs) I've gone through quite a lot of phases. I was like, I'm a violinist, I'm like classically trained and all that sort of thing. I've gone through loads of sort of been into like traditional music which is odd and then yeah, now yeah, i do yeah, sort yeah. of weird electronical violin weird shit that not yeah. really anyone really wants to listen to but which is great like your shit this in is... case someone wants to listen to it like, where can people listen to your weird oh, no. electronic <laughs> violin i mean you've sold it terribly you said yeah, <laughs> plug plug it henry webster music henry there webster we go. music good I, i'm gonna have some right piss takes for this I don't... no that's all good I said, I mean, it's, it's a weird one because it's a, a, a balance because although I've said all that, make no mistake, particularly live gigs, it's, yeah. that's, that belongs to you people who have paid to get in. And me and Dan have, already been, have always been adamant on that, that we will endeavour to give the crowd as good a time as we can. It's not about us going, artistically, here is what I wish to express. That's what we do on record and that's what we do on things like that. A live, obviously it's working within our own back catalogue so it's still no real compromise but we will try and make sure that we give the most enjoyable night out that we can rather than go well if you don't enjoy it then it's your failing kind of thing do you know what I mean so it's yeah. there, I guess there is compromise there but yeah I'm, it's not a compromise I've s- struggled with in, as such well thank you very much thank you very much henrywebstermusic.com hello sir how are you hello I'm very well how are you and what is your name I'm Nick um, I th- you look a little bit like one of the guys that works here. And when I saw you coming up, I thought we were being told to, to, to wrap it up. Oh, Interestingly, I, I chose to wear all black tonight. I've done this before at theatres. It's never a good choice. I genuinely came in and, and, and the lovely young ladies are selling the books. I, was, I popped in. I was like, oh, just so like we're going to sell in the interval and before and at the end, just so we can get as many in. And it, not all one rush at the end. And she was like, all right, do you work here? And I was like, no, that. <laughs> but because I've dressed like I work here, she just thought I worked in in the theatre. So it's it's a tough one. I assumed you worked here because you're in dark clothes. I can only apologise. So I'm straight from work. I had to look respectable. It's perfect. Do you work in the theatre? No, I don't. <laughs> that'd be awesome. Um, what would you like to ask or discuss? Uh, I was looking to have a brief chat with you about mental health, just to yeah. bring the mood down. Again. No, let's let's. Um, I love it. It's something that you've had a lot on from your music to yeah. the podcast everything you've done even just to on the drunk cast having a chat with your mates that was while drunk i it's, mean it's not brilliant. to interrupt that was one of the most important bits i think on 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 the last episode of the drunk cast everyone talked about craig and his story but the thing that was really pleasing and a few people commented on this was three drunk blokes talking about mental health and yeah. talking about our friend who committed suicide and stuff like that and not in a, a negative miserable way just discussing it and not to try and make the drunk casts into something any way more highbrow than they are, but I think 
topics can be discussed and debated and become more relatable if it's just some drunk blokes rambling about yeah, it. Yeah, that's kind of the more point so I than to make. being lectured to. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, because um, it's always been quite a taboo thing. Yeah. I've I've suffered from mental health issues myself, mm-hmm. and I've gone through life with it, always thinking. I can't tell people about this. They're going yeah. to look at me weird or go, are you all right? Yeah. But as I've got older and as, as it's become with more things like what you're doing, yeah. it's becoming more open and people are talking about it a lot more and I, I am more open about it. And I'm happy to discuss it with people. Yeah. Even going down the pub with my mates, just having a few drinks, we'll get a drunk and just chat about it. It's crazy. It blows my mind that that is ever not the case. And I've kind of, I've, I've rambled on this this before, but... From the dawn of time, discussing your mental health problems has been a solution. That's how humans are wired to work. It's why you'd have shaman and the elders of a tribe and stuff like that. They were effectively counsellors. You'd go to the, the, the shaman to, to tell you of your future. It's not telling you of your future. It's discussing your problems and what your fears are and all this kind of thing. You'd go to the elders for advice. Where we built into these weird cities and communities we all became connected through social media yet we all stopped communicating on anything of any great importance you've seen the shit i post on social media it's rarely relevant or important i'll sit up at night and post six pictures from films in a row just because i'm bored but again it's weird that we don't I, i i use all these things but it's exciting that with the podcast and with some music and that over the years that and it's weird because it's stuff I, I would often have people say that in music i address stuff that's morbid or that's taboo and a lot of it i didn't realize it was that it didn't compute as that in my head so i just spoke about it and people were like oh you don't normally talk about that it's like the first song why? i ever heard about suicide was or in that manner was yeah. uh, magician's assistant yeah and it blew me away and i've heard other songs uh, about that kind of topic but never addressed in that way yeah and it, it really opened my eyes to look at things in a different way and go, hang on, we don't have to look at it in this, this way, in this morbid, shh, you're not allowed to talk about it yeah, way. completely. Let's and it's, just open it up. It's an ever-evolving dialogue as well. It's individual, it's different for every person. So again, the more people talk about it, the better. Because I get a lot of messages about Magician's Assistant and it blows me away and it means the world to me. But equally... I didn't solve it in Magician's Assistant. That's one discussion, one theory, one view. My views have changed and evolved numerous times over the years, but that's the point of it. It's meant to, it should be out there and people discussing and yeah, and going into these things. Well, thank you very much. Thank you very much for, for the discussions on it and, and bringing it out there and, and raising the awareness. Thank you. No problem at all, and thank you very much. Oh, Cheers. I'm here nice for the stickers as well. Stickers. <laughs> Hello, sir. You all right? I'm all right. What is your name? My name's Joe. And how are you, Joe? I'm not doing too bad, thank you. Good, good, good. And what would you like to discuss? Yeah, um, there was like quite a lot of things when I was standing down there that I was thinking of mentioning to you and just chatting with you over. I think one of the lads down there is going to hey. do the, com- <laughs> the comics question. Excellent. Um, so I thought I could be asked about some stuff about movies. Yeah. You know, about cinema. Before that, though, about what to do with your mortal remains. I think one of the key things to do is just dick with future archaeologists as much as possible. Yeah. Get yourself buried in plate mail, iPhone, in a burial mound, whatever. Yeah, yeah. just do, do, do weird shit. Put, 
stuff your hands inside chickens. Yeah, yeah. And, and, then just... and, your, and your feet inside, yeah. like, dogs. Yeah, but then have, and then like... lay down and go to sleep. They'll be like, what the fuck was this with the fucking fly hands? And just a KFC bucket on the head or something, yeah. you know, just whatever. That's cool. Uh, I'd say we do that with, with one in every hundred yeah, body. Because yeah. no yeah. offence to the guy who needs donations, I'm happy... <laughs> to lose one, someone every now and then for that gag but n- 99 we used to save people and one we go let's fucking do weird stuff no I agree um, first question for the cinema stuff are you planning to do some more stuff with the Prince Charles because it's just next door and hopefully, I didn't manage to get down to seeing it though. hopefully if I have time it's really tough because things like that because I've got this podcast I talk about a lot of stuff and a lot of people hear about it and go that sounds cool yeah. but that's all that happens yeah. so there was a few in there where we had really not very good turnouts. <laughs> and for me, I don't give a fuck. Because yeah. to be honest, I'm doing it because I want to watch films on a big screen. Yeah. And we've, I've found a way to make that a business choice. Yeah. Um, but for those guys, they're a business and yeah. they, they have to make money. Yeah. So yeah, I hope to do stuff there again. I'm, I've, I think it's right that we've taken a break from it. Yeah. We originally took a break over Christmas and then I got a role in, t- in, in Taboo so I couldn't commit to any dates yeah. going forward. So yeah. It's a tough one, but I, I, I love that cinema. I'm, yeah. I'm walking past there earlier, genuinely. I walked past like three times and peered in and like, man, I miss it. I need to get to get back in there. I was just really upset they didn't have any more of the flyers for what's going on in the next few months, but they're doing a uh, triple bill of Back to the Future that I'm really looking forward to. They're brilliant. They do all their triple and double bills and yeah. things like that. And that, that was the thing that annoyed me because my film club... Because again, it's, I, I don't own that... I don't own their company. Yeah. So, so they're willing to go, you, you can put a film on you can't plan a whole month of films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not your job. And I'll, I'll be like, I want to show this and then this and then this. They'll be like, fucking build your own independent cinema company yeah. through years of hard work <laughs> and then get to do... Oh, all right, fair play, I agree, you're right. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Um, next question was, um, you in King Arthur. Yeah. Um, I know a few people who worked on that in, the, in like either doing extras work or doing props work. Yeah. Um, two questions to that. A, what was it like to work with Guy Ritchie? And B, did the beard help get the part? Because I've had a few jobs recently, thanks to the hair. The beard got me the part, 100%. Guy, <laughs> Guy and his casting director hit me up saying, we're doing this film, we're into your music and your podcast, yeah. or would you like to audition? And it, again, I should actually clarify that. It got me the audition. Yeah. And I think that's been a key thing f- for me to learn, because I was all conscious that I'm, I'm jumping cues and, and getting ahead of people who've been working hard for years. Yeah. But the fact is, the hard work I've done in other industries for years are getting me the audition some I'll get and some I won't like I've had some now that I've not got it was weird the first three auditions I had I got all of them and they're all these these amazing things but yeah just working with Guy Ritchie was absolutely mind-blowing just seeing and having it sounds so weird me saying it but having directed all my music videos and that for a long time it was amazing seeing genuinely a true master at work And, and and love or hate any specific Guy Ritchie film when Lockstock came out, that changed the game in the UK and Snatch and all of these. Yeah. And yeah, just seeing him just stroll on, hands in his pockets, like, I'm not sure about that line. Shall we, uh, let's mess about with it a bit. And there's like 200 extras on horses <laughs> and they're filming it with a helicopter that flies over. And he's just like, it's just not working, is it? Shall we? Just, just casual as anything. And then, and literally, that actually happened on my first day. And he's there and he just goes, oh, Pip. And comes over and I'd not met him. And he's like, oh, I'm glad you're involved in this. I'm like, 
I don't want to hold anything up. <laughs> it's a field full of warriors, and a, that, that helicopter still seems to be up there. I don't know what he's doing, but yeah, it was absolutely amazing. And th- throughout the first day I had dialogue, it blew my mind that there's me, Neil Maskell, Charlie Hunnam, and a few other lads, and Guy, and we all just go on set, and before they, they set all the cameras up, they're like, let's just fuck about with the dialogue a bit. Yeah. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I've learnt my three lines, and I'm ready to do my three lines, and we just, just, just messed about a bit. And there was one point that we changed the dialogue completely. I don't think I told my mum this, actually, but we changed the dialogue completely, that the reason me and my crew of clan heads had come onto the or had come there and were busy was because it was my mum's birthday <laughs> and I had to go for my mum's birthday and we just out of nowhere just wrote this whole thing and Guy was finding it hilarious that it's big tough blokes and the only explanation is like I've not got a lot of time it's my mum's birthday <laughs> and we wrote all this and then it was weird because we went for ages on it and then got to the point where they went we've gone too far in guys messing about yeah and away from this is a film that's that's serious and epic so again he knows the balance yeah, on that yeah. so it'll, it'll mess about then go right that doesn't work yeah. let's go back to the script or let's tweak it here and there yeah. well thank you very much have some stickers could I be cheeky you can grab two from my mate that's the yeah yeah help yourself have a few hello sir what's your name Rory hello Rory and what would you like to discuss um, I was just wondering, have you got any particularly uh, weird or awkward situations that have happened with podcast guests or fans? Weird or awkward situations? Not really. On the Jericho one, I forgot to record it. <laughs> like, we got ten minutes in and I hadn't pressed record. Um, so that was awkward. I've mentioned before the Dylan Moran episode. I don't think me or Dylan enjoyed it. Um, and I don't think it was his fault. I've got no issue with him. It was a real last... A minute one. I was I was recording three that day. All I was borrowing a, a studio over 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 the road, and at the last a minute, one of the guys at XFM said, "Look, we've just had word that Dylan Moran's about to join him for the podcast." And I was like, "Yeah," but I hadn't had tons of time to prepare for it, and he probably hadn't been told that it's not a five minute radio slot. Mm-hmm. So I'd ask these long questions, and he'd kind of go, "Yeah, I guess," yeah. and I'd be like. Right, cool, and on to the next one. And so, again, it wasn't his fault, it wasn't my fault, but that was the most awkward I felt. I really felt, again, he, he wasn't prepped for a podcast, and I didn't have enough there to comfortably go, all right, cool, on to the next one. I was like, I'd try and drag more out of each question when maybe he didn't want to discuss it or whatever. So, yeah, I guess that's all I've had, really. can't think of that many more other awkward ones. If you're going over to gigs, then, I mean, anyone who's seen us live will know I... I toured with Dan Lissac for eight years. Of course, there was tons of awkward moments and <laughs> uncomfortableness. Dan has a wonderful habit of drinking and saying incredibly offensive things on stage. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I love him for it. Everyone loves him for it. There was a period where he'd spend a lot of time implying I was gay, which I'd always just go with because, again, I don't want to give any implication that gay is an insult. But it did just mean we had long periods of time where everyone thought I was pulling loads of dudes at every gig. Which I wasn't, but I wasn't going to argue against it either. So, yeah. It's like one or two dudes a gig, if that is like the most. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, they're the kind of the most awkward bits, I guess. Okay. Um, time for one more? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, I'm it, starting to have one of their moments. I'll be, I'll, I'll be honest with you, Rory. Glad I could help. <laughs> no, no, go ahead, um, go ahead. 
Yeah, uh, so you've done a lot of different things in your career, but are there any kind of new directions you're looking to take it in or new things you'd like to explore in the future? It's, it's never particularly planned. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm loving going into action at the moment. I've got, I've got like four scripts I want to write and I've been crazy lazy on them. And everyone always talks about how much I do and how much stuff I put out. There's still loads of time. It annoys me. I don't get shit done. But there's, there's one script in particular that keeps keeping me awake but in the best way. I'm planning some really cool scenes. So I'll, I'll writing a script, I guess, is, is the next one. And a, a novel I've been working on for like legit probably 16 or 17 years, which is too long to be working on anything. There's, there's a couple of people in the room who've seen parts of the novel or read bits of it or whatever who will be stunned to know that I've spent 17 years on it. But, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So there's, there's, there's always things I want to kind of keep working on and, and creating. I'm too old to become a wrestler or mixed martial <laughs> artist, so they're off the list. But other than that, who knows what's ahead? Uh, cheers. Well, thank oh, you very much. One quick thing. Go ahead. And this has nothing to do with the lovely shoe designers who are sitting in front of me, but yep. who designed your wonderful shoes and when are they coming out? So me and who? I don't actually know, know, know when they came out, but I... <laughs> These guys based end of when? End of September. So that's good to know. Um, but yeah, no, we, we kind of, they originally hit me up about sponsoring the podcast and then we just got talking and they, they sent me some of their shoes or, or sent me a link to their website. I was like, man, I really like your stuff. This is like really good. And then we got talking about designing a pair and I kind of, I went back and forth over email saying I like kind of dark trainers, I like, I always wear high tops or boots, but because I've got big feet, I think it's nice when they're kind of slender and like a, sl- a sleek design. And then I went in and, 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 and sat down with him and we went through f- fabrics and designs and, and all sorts of different things and it went well. And this is the first ever prototype pair, which I'm wearing right now. <laughs> I've already stepped in something. Fucking hell, I have, haven't I? It was, it was that homeless guy earlier. <laughs> Didn't really kick a homeless guy. I'm selling that too much. Well, thank you very much. And thank right, you for cheers. that question. Cheers, man. <laughs> Have some stickers. Who's next? Now, I'm going to be honest. I don't think we're going to get through everyone just because we do have to do the sign-in as well. So we'll get through a few more. Maybe the, the next three there. Is that okay? Are you last two all right to just chill? And we can have a little chat if you come up and when we're getting stuff signed. Yeah, man. Stay there and you'll get first signatures. That's a good shout. So we'll do we'll do these three and then Stu if Stu's about and then we'll, we'll then we'll wrap things up and then uh, we'll I'll sign stuff for you all. Hello, what's Hello. your name? My name's Alexu. Lovely to meet you. And you, how are you doing? I'm good. What would you like to discuss? So, like, we touched a bit earlier on sort of like democracy in the UK, yes. and one of the things is kind of like prisoners, for example, not having the right to vote. Yeah. So I just thought, like, what is your view on generally prisoners in the UK having the right to vote in general elections? I mean, it's a so much deeper question because you look at. <laughs> Sorry. You, no, 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 no. But, but I mean, it's 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 not a simple thing. I think our prison system is fucked anyway, yeah. and we put people in prison for stupid shit. Mm. Um, again, the law enforcement again against prohibition podcast stop and search talks about the lives that are ruined Mm. for putting people in prison for taking for choosing to ingest something yeah which is mind-blowing that that's that's a crime they're not forcing you it's a different thing with drug dealers and things like that i can understand that i'm still against it but i can understand it but someone choosing to take something and they can go to prison for that. It's fucking mind-blowing. It's stupid. Yeah, so again, it's, it's kind of looking at... I can, I can easily see why you'd say, 
let's take the easy example, a paedophile. Mm. I don't want them. I want to take away all their rights. I don't mm. want them to vote, things like that. I don't know if I agree or not on that, but what I do think is, it, as, as said, the, the, the amount of people we've got in prison for the amount of things we've got in prison makes it completely unjust that no people in prison get to vote. Because yeah. there's so many people there who I think their their view is valid. In fact, they could be voting for a party that will help change the law that has put them in prison, and quite rightfully, you know. Exactly, because there was this piece of EU. I wasn't bad, considering yeah. I've not thought about it at all. Yeah. Like, well, I just yeah, stalled exactly. it out. Apparently, Go, ahead. Go ahead. But no, it's just like there was EU legislation that was saying that we had to give prisoners serving a sentence of under four years the right to vote yeah. because they're going to be rehabilitated back into society. Mm-hmm. So they should vote for the party that they're going to go back in for. Yeah. But then it seems a bit hypocritical, like the drugs debate. If you're going to sort of legalise one, yeah. why not sort of go for everything? I agree. Yeah, it's a minefield. <laughs> it's, it's, it's interesting on that, on that, on the they're going to be in society in four years so they should have a vote. So, I mean, we should take the vote away from people who are old as fuck and about to die. Because <laughs> genuinely, it's, exactly it's been something that's fucked up our country a few times in a row where... And again, I don't genuinely think that should happen. Calm down, I'm not really saying that. My mum and her old friends are all getting angry. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, 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 no. It, it, it is something where we've seen in recent years where important votes have gone through and the majority have been through older generations versus younger generations. So it's tough if it's something that's going to affect us for 10, 20 years going forward. It's really harsh to think that there's a majority of, of, of people who will have to live through that for the rest of their life or for a longer period that are living against what they want. If you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's similar with the, the Scotland thing where it was such a close vote where right now there's a whole load of people who are having to live under something that so many of them didn't want. So, again, I was joking about old people and that, but don't take like the vote away. Like, you have to reiterate away. that. Like, I yeah. was joking. <laughs> yeah, don't take their vote. Just put an age limit on humans anyway. Just, uh, just make it all work out. Anyway, well, yeah. I'm not even looking over in my mum's yeah. direction now because I'm uh, furious. But, yeah. I'll take that cue to go. Well, thank you very much. Cheers. Thank, thank you. you. Cheers. Hello, sir. Hello. Hello. Brilliant. You use the mic. I like it. What is your name? Uh, my name's Shannon. Shannon, nice to meet you. And what would you like to discuss? I believe it's been queued up that we're going to discuss comics, which excites me. That is exactly correct. Brilliant. I mean, there was one thing first. Yep. I, was, I was talking to my sister about what I would say if I got a chance to speak to you. Yep. Um, and she brought up, we were at a gig with you and Dan Lassac. Yep. Um, <laughs> there was, during the beat that my heart skips, you jump in the audience. Mm-hmm. I, I have to apologize because... I mean, obviously, I'm going to touch the legendary beard. It happens. I, you moved a little bit forward. I think I pulled your beard just a little yeah, bit. It happens a lot. People get really grabby with beards. It's strange. It's a pretty impressive beard. It, I mean, I've trimmed it right back, which, oh, yeah. again, this is only for the people who paid the expensive tickets to see. <laughs> people on the podcast don't get to see my clean trim beard right now. Oh, but yeah. 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 I mean, I dread the day you ever shave it all the way off. I will at some point, and honestly, it won't be as big a deal as people think. It's, it's it right. Won't. What it is, is we've got this stuff that just keeps growing, like regardless, <laughs> unless you're one of the bald people in the crowd. That, ain't, that wasn't a sly dig. But like, if I cut it off, what will happen is it, it'll grow back again. Yeah. And it'll be all right. In like a day. I'm yeah. Sure. But yeah, if, if, if I took two months off of the podcast, because that's, the only place I take selfies, I could have no beard and none of you fuckers would know. It'd be, That's true. It'd be great. I'd just make no deal of it. But yeah, what would you like to discuss comics wise? Um, yes. No, I was talking to him and I guess he was going to ask a question about comics. Yeah. Um, but I'll do it instead. Yes. I just wanted to know what your 
favourite comic book stories were of all time? Um, I was saying, I was saying recently online that I really want a good Venom series and a good Ghost Rider series. Venom. I really like both. Spider Man's Venom. Yeah, yeah. I love Venom. He's getting a new book soon. Is he? Yeah, I That's think good. they're rebooting. I'm not too sure. Well, they it's rebooted to... him a little while ago with Flash. Flash's Venom. Yeah. And I loved that. I thought that was I great. It was amazing. Yeah. But I also I loved the Lethal Enforcer era with obviously Eddie Brock and yeah. when they cast the skinny kid from that 70s show. Uh, I was kind of confused. Him as Carnage would be dope. But yeah, um, yeah I'd, I'd love that. I've heard that Ghost Rider is coming into... Um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. They're doing is, the newer Ghost Rider, the one yeah, who has the car. Yeah, where it's a dude of a car, which is sad because I love Dan Ketch and, and Johnny Blaze. Um, but actual full stories, so I guess full runs... Preacher. The best book ever. Love Preacher. Everyone read Preacher. Everyone. But I love boys. I think I love boys more. I, <laughs> the comic. He said it. I love the boys. But it doesn't make it any better. I, I just st- love I, the boys. I still haven't read the boys. It's, it's brilliant. I'd, it's high up on my list. But it's, I, it's I think I prefer it to Preacher. And that's, again, you, the beauty is they all exist. I hate you when people are like, is this film as good as that film? It's like, mm, they both yeah. exist, man. It's cool. It's like, I don't, it's know, if you've read, fine. I don't know if you've read Saga. Which yeah, is, I love yeah. Saga. I'm really enjoying Saga. I love this audience. Are you, um, are you reading a, a, a Wicked and Divine? I'm not reading Wicked and Divine. Oh, I've heard the Mitch shit, man. It's, the sh- it's brilliant. Really? It's All really right. good. I'll give it a try. It's really good. Honestly, weirdly, I, I don't know if it's because I started reading it at the same time as I started reading Saga. Mm. I feel if you like Saga, you'd get this. And they're not similar, but they're similar leaps of, 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 of faith in them as such, yeah. I guess. But yeah, it's really good. But the debate about um, whether you prefer The Boys or Preacher, it's the same with Saga or Why the Last Man. Yeah, yeah, which, I love Why read, the Last Man, that's great. Yeah, it's like I can never really choose which one's better or how they feel because they're so completely different. Yeah, it's tough. Um, I also love Sex Criminals. Oh, the, I was just again, about to book, say Sex Criminals. The book, not just Sex Criminals in general. Oh, you were talking about a book. No, no, <laughs> Sex Criminals in general. Yeah, no, the book's great. Um, others I'm, 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 I'm reading and catching up on the moment. I, I like Rat Queen's. Oh, it's a really good book. They look so amazing. It's really good fun. Um, yeah, there's, it's an exciting time for independent Images comic books. just as big now as Marvel or DC. Yeah. Almost. Yeah, and it's wicked because I think it's a hugely exciting time for Marvel and DC f- films. Yeah. And not as much for the comics, but it's opened it up to be exciting for for image the independent and all these market. other ones. I mean, Valiant now Dynamite, were Valiant, like no-name yeah. two, three years ago, but yeah. suddenly... Their market's massive. It's bigger than almost every other independent label. I love it. I love it. Anyway, four people have fallen asleep. So have you got... <laughs> yes, sorry. Is that everything? That's everything. Thank yeah. you very thank much. You. And thank I'm you for a bit of a stickers. comic nerd out. I love that. Have some stickers. Hello. Hello, sir. What is your name? My name is Gareth. Gareth. Popular. Got some fans are here. Nice. So, the Gareth crew's in the house. And what would you like to discuss today, Gareth? Uh, music, Excellent. weirdly enough. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, so I, I used to listen to you and Dan Lassac a lot growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the same time, I was listening to a lot of Sage Francis and B. Dolan. Yep, who and are then, both at the Edinburgh Fringe at the moment. I recommend everyone go to that. Not necessarily everyone in the room, because we're as far from Edinburgh as possible, but for people listening on the podcast. But they're in London as well. They're doing a spoken word show and a music show separately in September, so go along to that. Continue. It just seemed <laughs> like, out of nowhere, you just jumped on board strange famous records yeah and then you guys were just doing music together and it was just that was exactly it was legit out of nowhere and it was all down to myspace myspace because me and dan shout out to tom dan <laughs> shout out to tom my first friend um and me and dan lasak were on myspace and we started to blow up and someone had sent sage 
the video for that should always kill. Like an old a friend he went to college with or something um, was like, I'll check this out. And he checked it out and he came to our page and he saw that we had him in our top friends because we were a fan. And he said, I just wanted to say that's cool. I'm into your stuff. And we kind of went, that's really cool. Do you want to put our record out? <laughs> and he was like, yeah, I do. I was like, all right, well, let's do that then. And now I've released his music and B, and B. Dolan's and we've all done songs together and collaborate it's, it's crazy I was on I did a John Kennedy's uh, a radio show the other night and they do an, a podcast of it if you want to catch up on that and we were discussing on that because I bought in some Sage Francis and B. Dolan's stuff to play and it was a really nice trip down memory lane because I realised that these were CDs I bought at their shows before they knew who I was I think the Sage one before it's going to sound really deep but before I knew who I was Ooh. Um, but no, before I'd started performing as Scroobius Pip, so it was great to have these tattered old things that I'm playing to John to go, yeah, these are my mates who are in Edinburgh at the moment and they're doing their fringe show and then they're in London and it's, yeah, it's mind-blowing. It's crazy how that's, that stuff works and again, it's the beauty of the internet now. So as that's clarified, uh, do you have any funny stories involving you, Sage and Dolan? Um, oh God, there's loads. Um, there's embarrassing ones. Again, I'd go back to when they didn't know who I was. I found... <laughs> I was looking for an email from Sage, and Sage, as turns out, has had, the, had the, the same email for years. And I did a little search in my Hotmail, and I found an email from like four or five years before we knew each other. And it was me as young, cool, Scroobius Pip tr- trying to get the attention of Sage Francis. And I don't think he he remembers it or will understand it or reference it. If he, if he listens, at least he might be able to find it. But it was hilarious to read because I swear so much to try and be cool and laid back it's all like just hey man i know you're busy and shit but um i've got some music if you want to check it out that'd be cool if not who gives a fuck kind of just like all, all casual in that and then yeah thankfully he obviously didn't tie that into to me or he would never have worked with me potentially that, that could have been a deal breaker really. um, and 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 b dolan god i love that man more than any man should should love any other man um but we've had loads of, of memories. He 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 used to enjoy in the UK. He'd like we banned him from sitting in sitting in the passenger seat of the tour van because he'd wind the window down and shout at people. And one of his favourite things to shout at people was racist. <laughs> he's just driving past and he's big and he's go racist and and then we'd drive on and he did that. We'd done Coco, I think it was the first time we'd sold out Coco. Oh no no Scarla actually it was the solo. It was the first a solo headliner at Scala. And I wasn't in the van at this point because I'd already gone to get the train home. <laughs> Just sold out Scala on a solo gig, getting the train home to save money. Um, and he shouted a racist at a car full of skinheads and then they sped off into a red light and stopped as the skinheads got out and started to come towards him. And they managed to wind the window up and leave before it escalated. But yeah... B is kind of of the king of that. Nice. Thank you very much. Good old B Dolan. Thank you. Thank you. Cheers. And the last guest. No pressure, Oro. No. How are you? I'm all right. I'm full of Oro. Yeah, aren't we all? Um, <laughs> and what is your name? Uh, Amy. And, and what would you like to discuss? Um, I was just wondering. I'm absolute novice to podcasts. Yours yeah. is the first one I've ever listened to. Brilliant. Good Cracking. choice. Yeah. Um, Tell the me about only it. other one I've been. All right. I do. Please tell me about it. <laughs> no. The only one I've ever um, 
been recommended other than yours is the Mortified podcast. I don't it's basically where everybody like dishes out the most embarrassing teenage stories that they have. Wicked, like really creepy. Oh, was there like a TV? I'm sure they did a little TV series. Yeah, where they did like reading out your diary. Yeah, it was like uh, I think it started in America. The yeah. one that I listened to, it were really right. American cringy. But um, I think they turned it into like a theatre show over here. So I was just wondering if you were on Mortified, what would your Mortified story be? Oh God, I don't know. Um... I didn't keep a diary, so I don't remember much of my youth. I once, I was, this was when I, when I was at college, so I wasn't even like a kid kid, but even I was at worse. college and um, there was this girl I liked. Um, her name was Jodie. Um, and I got a number before the holidays. I was like, I've got a number, yes. And then I bottled it the whole holidays on ringing her. So I carefully got a pen and changed one of the numbers on the number she'd given me to look like an eight instead of a six. And then when we went back after holidays, I was like, I tried ringing you and stuff and just couldn't get through and just pretended I had the wrong number. And then she was like, no, you've clearly just... You've just edited that is what's happened there. I was like, yeah, cool. So we never had a date or anything. You never got together? No. It's all right, though. On that bombshell. <laughs> I've got one more. Go ahead. So, serious, yeah. think about it. Mm-hmm. Would you rather mm-hmm. go into battle mm-hmm. with a hundred duck-sized horses mm-hmm. or one Horse, horse-sized, horse-sized duck? duck. Yeah, 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 cool. Um, yeah. I would probably um, go... I'd, I'd, I'd... You can't wear shin pads. <laughs> Wasn't gonna. <laughs> um... I I would I I would want I would fight uh, no I would ride I would ride the horse-sized duck Khaleesi. to fight the duck-sized horses. I mean that question has never had a good answer. If I'm completely <laughs> honest, I've I've seen Reddit. There's no funny answers to that. But yeah, thank you very much. Yay! Thank you for coming along. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah, have some stickers. Thank you. Nice to meet you. Right, Stu. It's Stu here. I fucking told you when you were coming up. You're just casual, just stay in your seat. Lazy. Well, let me explain what's going to happen. After I've chatted with Stu for a bit, we're going to have a quick re-edit of the stage. Originally, I was going to go off for a bit, but as it's all, all quite late. Basically, if you've got a book and you'd like it signed, just come up and I'll sign it. Um, and if you haven't, then you can just leave. That's fine. They're going to do it a row at a time, I think. So they'll start with the first row, then the, the second row. You know how a row at a time works. I don't need to talk you through that. Um, yeah, that's basically it, if that's okay. And I'll sign and think, have photos. There's going to be a member of staff here to take the photos for you so you can hand them their phone. It's all going to be lovely and we're going to have a wonderful evening. Okay? Excellent. So, how you doing, Stu? Happy birthday, buddy. Thank you very much. I, uh, uh, I'm really pleased that I managed to find a way to make sure you're the only person who didn't get a round of applause as they, <laughs> as they came up. I very nearly talking, just no, stood don't, down there. Don't, don't, <laughs> fuck him. How are you, mate? Yeah, I'm all right. I've um, I've had like a big glass of wine, and then I had two pints of Murphy's. I've had three wheeze. I nice. keep making them people down there stand up and move. Oh, unbelievable! But, um, I'm yeah. on the water. I've got an advantage over I was, you. Do you know this what? Great. When you said you were on the water, I was going to get you a. Let's not start calling Scroobius. 
a Scroobius. A oh, gin and Pepsi Max yeah. is a Scroobius. It's the new cool kid drink. Um, let's talk a bit about the drunk casts. Okay. Because they've been good, good fun, haven't they? Yeah. Yeah, they're really good fun. They've been an annoying success <laughs> to me. Yeah. Um, it really, really does amuse me that like you have all these really kind of cool people on your podcast and they're all really successful and and people seem to really like the fact that like you just come and sit in my shed and, yeah. like, and we just and we talk dick drunk. jokes and just mug each other off. It's great. Yeah, the, the thing that made... I, I was thinking about it earlier today and I remembered the point that I knew the drunk cast would work or what made me think that'd be interesting at least was when we... So a lot of you know that we do a club night. Yeah. And when we were doing it at Proud, mm-hmm. which is in Camden, just, I'm not a fan of Proud. Nor me. To be honest, I didn't enjoy it there. Bad. Anyway. Um, no, I didn't like it. I've, 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 yeah, let's not sl- slag off individuals, but there was some weird sleaziness and dark stuff going on. Let's not get any slander going. Um, but we were doing it at Proud, and I turned up, and I had a new sleeveless denim jacket. <laughs> Which I was very pleased with. I bought it on tour in Belgium. It was a limited edition. Um, I was very pleased with it. Um, I'd added a few of my own patches. And Chris wasn't there yet. And the thing that really shows what kind of friends we are was you text Chris to let him know in advance (laughs) so that he could prepare to mock me for my sleeveless denim jacket so i was like well that's good this is gonna this is gonna work in drunk cast and then also that night that same night often we'll post pictures on social media of like oh it's a pack night it's really good i took a photo of you asleep on stage (laughs) and posted that as a great night everything going wild and you know god bless a carol i mean awake you're a handsome man but asleep you're it's not fucking. Good. It's yeah. It's like Thanks. droopy. It's just. It's, it's hideous. Um, Do you know what? Right. I completely forgot about the waistcoat, but I can't tell you the excitement. Let's not call a sleeveless denim jacket a waistcoat. Let's have some goddamn request, respect for biker culture. But you know what? It's like if like it's that that schoolboy thing that if your friend's got something new that secretly you think is quite cool, then obviously you've just got. to rip him and so like yeah. that's, that's kind of what we've done but there's nothing cool about getting in a car and you just think oh ponytail <laughs> and, uh, you were very excited when you first and saw it was just genius that the fact that when we did do the last ponytail at the top because we all can kind of keep little notes on our phones about what to talk about in case like we just get so drunk and forget where we are so we, we gain little pointers and stuff all of us had shit ponytail <laughs> at the top, including and, me. And denim jacket with sleeves and yeah. studs. Yeah, I'd got a new denim then as well, studs mm. on, only on one side. That's right. Only on one shoulder. And I wore that for the podcast because I was like, let's just get it in there. <laughs> let's just, just, just get it over with. Um, what was the other thing I was just noting? Oh, also on it. So you've, we've known each other a, a fair old while. Yep. Um, but we got to know each other more properly from doing the club nights. That's right. Prior to that, we knew each other a bit, but when I started to get... So you've, I'm getting to a story here, I promise. It's, it's like him being a bit drunk makes me feel drunk now and I can't st- string a sentence together. Um, this, at some point, you're going to be horrible to me, ain't you? No, I'm not. It's sure? kind of... It's, no, it's going back to when I've been horrible to you previously. Okay. So that doesn't count. Um, I had started to get a bit of, of, of coverage with my music and that. Right. And then there was an exciting moment where I got a big interview in Mixmag, 
magazine yep. and everyone was excited to read it and you mm-hmm. read it and how'd that, how, how'd that go down for you? Yeah, I mean, I just thought, there's, there's Pip, he's doing all right, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, he, used to, he used to come watch my band. Now, yeah. Look at him, he's, uh, he's bigger than my band. Yeah. And he's uh, doing really well. And slated my club. Yeah, two of his clubs. <laughs> yep. And it wasn't intentional. Was They'd... it worse gig or worse club? <laughs> it was a bit of both. Yeah. Um, so what had happened, and it's tough, man, because it's one of them things where it was a long interview and then they edit it down to a little soundbite type thing. And it just happened. I talked about loads of stuff, but one club we talked about was the Pink Toothbrush. Yep. And I talked in detail about how me and my friends, one of us would pay... Yep. And then it'd go right round the back, open the fire escape, and the rest of us would sneak in. Yep. And that wasn't great for you. Um, and then, then, then the other one, they asked worst gig, and I gave this long answer about a club called the Fat Surfer, and tons of people who are Fat Surfer are loyalists all hate me still because of it, because of that mix mag thing. I'm, I'm fine with it, fuck them. Um, so I just gave this long story because... I played a gig there once and I was in a covers band called Royston Illa and the motherfucking posers and I played bass and I got to the gig and we'd, we'd done one gig there before and it'd gone really well. Then we did another one and I got there and three different exes of mine all turned up, all who I hadn't seen and I just got hammered because I, like, I can't deal with this. I then couldn't play the bass. I was the bassist. So I just was pretending to play for most of the gig, just drunk, just going... Just pretending. Um, and blah, blah, blah. I told this story. And I was like, that was my worst gig. And they had it as, basically, worst place you've played, Fat Surfer, Grace. <laughs> I was like, that's not the full story. That was a bad gig because I yep. fucked up. But it did just mean that the first time I was in a club magazine, the two venues that you were running at the time... I Slated. I slated them both. Um, but we've pulled it back with the club night. So and I right? We do all right. We get by. We have some fun. It's really good fun. Um, um the club night is mainly, or the journey there is just me and you talking about MMA and, again, abusing each other. Yep. Have you, have you got anything? Because Chris was meant to be here. Craig. Um, don't. <laughs> spoiler alert. Um, no, uh, but he, he, he had something better to do, essentially. I think he's in Sweden making a video. He's in Sweden. Not he's, that uh, sort of Swedish video. Actually, uh. he sent me a voicemail this morning if you'd like to hear it. Hey. Eh? <laughs> Um, if this will play... Oh, no, it's not going to work because of airplane mode. Hang on. I might just play you the, vo- the voice message I got from Chris this morning <laughs> for my birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear David, Peter, William, Alfred, me. It's not my name. Obviously, he doesn't know I'm going to play that, but no. he made up all them extra names there. Just, just, just slung a few in. Um, how have you found it with Chris on the drunk cast? Because we destroy that poor boy. Yeah, it's, um, 
we joke about it on the podcast a bit, but he really gets beaten up over. He feels really bad. He always gets too drunk and then feels genuinely guilty the next day. But that's really good because on the last two, um, the first one, I, I, I think I had work quite early the next day, so I didn't yeah. get too drunk. Yeah. And uh, but, the, the, but the second one, I had no work the next day, and we, we, we all got quite trashed. Because obviously, like, no one gives a shit about me and Chris because we're just pips mates. He's got a career. And I was just thinking, <laughs> I had that kind of thing. I just thought, shit, what did I say last night? And I had that real pang of anxiety where, like, you get really, really worried and stuff. At that point, I get a text from Chris going, fucking hell, man, I was really bad last night. And I just thought, I know exactly how to ease my own anxiety. <laughs> and I was like, I phoned up Chris and I was like, fucking hell, man, you was out of control last night. <laughs> and he was like, Seriously, I didn't think I was that bad. I was like, no, mate, you was. Like, literally, me and Pip have been talking about it this morning. And he just fell apart. And I just had no cares about my anxiety then. So After, after the last one, because me and Chris always get a cab home together afterwards. He'll just make a lot of noise outside, outside your house yeah, for a while yeah. first. And we got a cab home. And he was telling me in the cab he's decided that he really needs to, uh, to listen to more Skunk and Nancy. Um... <laughs> And then was trying to sing a specific Skunk and Nancy song to me. And then I get out at mine and grab my bits. And I just hear him go, all right, mate. To the driver. He's like, hmm, I'm going to get him in the front because I think you want to chat. <laughs> and then he jumps in the front for a chat. I was just in my head. I was like, the driver hadn't said a single thing the whole time. Was clearly avoiding the drunk idiots. Oh, I think you want to chat. So he got in the front (laughs) and got the rest of the cab home in the front with a cabbie. But yeah, well, thank you very much for coming on, Stu. Thank you. Um, And yeah, that's it. Scrooge Pits, the Scratch Jumpy.